This week on the Dear Lovely Universe podcast, maybe one of the most important and difficult podcast episodes for me that I've ever posted. I've decided to get real, raw, and vulnerable with you. I'm finally speaking my truth and setting myself free. I owe it to myself and my one precious life. I'm fully taking my power back and it feels incredible. As a coach, I also feel compelled to share my story with others in the case that it may help them. People often ask me why or how I became a coach, and it's because I went through it, and now I'm choosing to help other people going through similar experiences. Next week, I'll post a part two following this episode, talking a little bit about how I overcame my experiences and what they've taught me. But for now, here's a glimpse into my life. Hello, my beautiful friends. Today, I'm filming this episode because I was chatting with one of my girlfriends last night and she asked me a question and it led to this really deep conversation And she encouraged me that I should share my story with people. And clearly, I'm already kind of getting emotional. I really want to film this episode because if it helps even just one person feel more less alone or help them in their journey, then I want them to hear my story and see that there is a way. So... I'm going to be talking about sexual abuse. I'll start off with telling you a story about when I was five years old or so. So I had a a nanny and my nanny had a, a friend who was also a nanny for some young kids that lived down the street. And those kids had an older brother. And often we would go over to their house and that older brother would take me into his room, into the back of the house. And I just have this memory that's so vivid, how he took my pants off and he was touching me. And then my babysitter called my name for me to leave. And I remember he was putting my pants back on. He told me, don't tell anybody. I know that this went on for quite a while until I told my mom one time when I was taking a bath with her and I didn't know that it was even a bad thing. So that was probably the first time that I was taken advantage of. And then I was also exposed to pornography at a really young age by someone who I really care about. You know, I don't hate them for it or anything, but it really hypersexualized me on top of my experience of already being touched and stuff at five years old or so. And then moving forward, I was bullied in middle school and high school 
I was called a slut. I was called all these things because I was a bit sexual. I wore, you know, kind of revealing clothing. I don't think people really understood why. And I think the girls were jealous and the guys liked me. And I was really just seeking outer validation. And I knew that if I was sex sexy, that that would get people's attention. Um, people even told me to kill myself. It was really bad. And because I was seeking so much outer validation, I had no self-confidence. I had no self-worth. I had no idea how much I was worth. And that was really hard for me. So I'm going to tell you a story about when I was 17 and I met a man named George. So one time I was at Sally's Hair. So it's like this place where you buy stuff for your hair if you're a woman. And this guy came up behind me. I was at the cash register and I was about to pay and this guy comes behind me and he literally just sticks his card in and he goes, like, let me pay for you. Let's just talk outside. And I go, okay. You know, I was really young. I didn't understand what, you know, what was going on. And he, there was a Starbucks right next to it. So we walked to Starbucks. He bought me some treats and he starts talking to me. He goes like that he's a churchgoer, a volunteer, he loves to help people, blah, blah, blah. He said that he could help me get a job. And so I gave him my number. He said, like, let's keep in contact. Let's go to church and all this weird stuff. Anyway, so one day I was off getting off of work. It was 10.30 p.m. that I would get off work and I was already pumped up. I'm like, you know, when you've been working and they have that some of that adrenaline. And so I decided, why don't I just call this guy? And I called him and he said, I have some, so, you know, I'm tired of working in an ice cream shop, tired of cleaning floors, tired of working for $12 an hour. Can you help me with this job that you're talking about? Like, and he goes, yeah, come over come over and we'll talk about it. It was, mind you, already 10, 30 p.m., but I'm like, you know what? I have energy. I'm like lively. <laughs> what the heck? You know, I thought I was bold, okay? I come to his apartment and the whole, I walk in and the whole thing is lined up with candles. And so I'm already getting a weird feeling like, okay, this is a little strange. And we sat down and we talked for a little bit and he started to, he gave me some, some drinks. He asked me if I wanted to drink and well, I started to drink a little bit and not too long after I couldn't even walk. I'm pretty sure that he roofied me. And he carried me to his bed. 
and he proceeded to have sex with me for a very long time. And it, it still haunts me to this day. And then after that, in the morning, he gave me $300 to not tell anybody and just shut up about it. And I was so young at the time that, and naive, and I had no confidence or whatever, that I just accepted it. And I didn't tell anybody for a long time. And so let me tell you another story now. I was roller skating. I had an argument with my parents. And this was probably around when I was 16, 17 as well. And I used to go roller skating by the pier, the Hermosa Beach, Redondo Beach, Manhattan Beach Pier when I was upset. And, well, I, I remember I was at the Hermosa Beach Pier and this guy comes up behind me and he goes, you look so beautiful, you look like an angel. Can I take a picture of you? And I'm like, uh, sure, I guess. And he, he took a picture of me and then he asked me like, can I buy you a drink? And so we went to one of the restaurants on Hermosa Beach Pier and he bought me some drinks and we sat and we talked, I guess it was like, okay. And then after that, he goes, I really need to like, show you this beer that's like the best beer ever it's so good and so i was like okay like what sure and we went to the restaurant that was right next to the one we were at and i went to the restroom and i came back to a beer on the bar and i just figured you know since the bartender was there and stuff like that. The beer would be fine. No, I drank this beer and I was definitely roofied. About 10, 15 minutes later, I couldn't even walk. And I was literally falling asleep. And I told the guy, like, I need to lay down. Like, I literally can't even sit up right now and he goes oh i have a hostel like right here like literally we can just walk there and he's like holding me i'm like i was i was just like already getting out of it and i'm like okay yeah i need to lay down which was really stupid i should have laid down by the beach but whatever so he walks with me to his hostel and i fall asleep in his bed And then I wake up to him touching me. And at this point, I was still a little bit out there, but, and I, but I wasn't totally back yet either. And he's touching me, and then he literally just sticks it in me. And I was telling him to stop. And I don't think there was anyone else in the hostel room itself, but there were definitely other people in the hostel who could hear us, and nobody came to stop or help. And I told him, I kept telling him to stop. 
And he didn't stop for a few minutes. And so he finally stopped and I got an Uber home and I was just like, what the fuck happened today? But like, this is, these are just a few of the stories that I have. Like, I honestly have a lot more than this, but I don't have a lot of time before I have to go to work. So I'm going to share with you, you know, why am I sharing this? I'm sharing this with you because I want to share with you that I have been there. If you have been there too, you know it is just a really excruciating feeling. This led me to having lots of sex, doing lots of drugs, and just being empty. It's like a cycle. Sex, drugs, emptiness. Sex, drugs, emptiness. And I associated having sex with emptiness. And it was the horror a horrible feeling. It's definitely affected my dating life. It's definitely affected a lot of things. But I want to share this with you because some of the things that I've learned from this is that, well, if I seem sexual, <laughs> it's because I am. And I've learned to not only accept this side of myself, but love it. I'm not going to let anybody dim my light because I am my own person. And I, I, I think I realized to love myself, even if somebody has tainted me or taken advantage of me, because I still am me and nobody can take that away from me. I've learned to not give my power away. Before I used to honestly have sex with guys and hope that they would like me and now I'm like no no I do not have sex with guys unless they commit to me that is my rule now and I want you to know that no matter what you go through no matter what you can build yourself back up no matter what it's not what happened to you it's what you do moving forward on the days when I have felt the lowest, and I mean like pit in my stomach, just don't even want to go on with life anymore. I have picked myself back up from those days. And I want you to know that you can too. I used to hate myself. I had no idea what my purpose was. People took advantage of me here, left, right. And I just didn't, I was lost. But I have found how to love myself and have confidence. I want you to know that you can forgive people that hurt you. You can let go and you can move on with your life and you can grow into the person that you want to be regardless of your past. Self-love and confidence is possible. You can do it. I've done it and you can do it too. Well, I have to go to work now, but I hope that, you know, somebody finds value from this video, and it definitely feels freeing to tell my story. So thank you all for listening and being here. I hope you have a wonderful day. 
If you've listened this far, then I just want to say thank you so much for caring. Please remember to be true to yourself, love yourself unconditionally, and allow joy into your life. If you'd like to share your story and how you've overcome it, you can apply to be a guest on the show. I'd be happy to give your story a platform. To follow or get in contact with this podcast, you can find me on Instagram at Dear Lovely Universe. If you'd like to work with me, you can apply for coaching at kaylinfood.com, and I would really love to see how I can help you. I hope that you have a beautiful rest of your day, and I'll end this podcast episode with this quote by Dr. Seuss. You have brains in your head. You have feet in your shoes. You can steer yourself in any direction you choose.